Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. This is the ContenderCast. It's Justin Hahnemann. We are shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we are back in the retail and product space. But when we think about a service and around delivery of product, and you're going to really enjoy this podcast because everyone's going to relate. All of you are going to get it. And um, you're going to see that this company package that we're going to talk about today is just really thinking ahead around last mile delivery. And on the podcast today is my very, very unbelievably special guest, Jeff Mykos. Jeff, it's awesome having you. Hey, Justin. It's uh, it's awesome to be here. I'm really excited to uh, get this opportunity and uh, appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So Jeff leads retail development for Package, P-A-C-K-Y-G-E, by the way. And Jeff, all right, let's do this. Let's start with talk about the company, talk about how it was established and why, You know what the business purpose is, and then we'll dive in from there. Yeah, great. So, so you nailed it on the head. It's Package with a Y. Um, we've been around for a little over a year and our co-founders uh abidar and chandra shetty they've got a a really rich pedigree and it and retail so abidar's previous role was chief digital officer and president of walgreens.com and chandra had spent a, a little over a decade working and building a variety of startups in the valley so awesome uh they Great just group. happened to be Go ahead. Yeah, that's a great group. Right leadership and cool idea. Yeah, right on. So, the, the, you know, these two are, they're brilliant. So uh, they were a big reason, you know, for, you know, me coming on board, you know, what was attracted, you know, what made me attracted to the company were these two guys. And uh, kind of a funny story, but they just, they happened to live in the same neighborhood uh, in Naperville. Their wives had, you know, gone to the same dental school and that they kind of just met by chance and wow. found some ideas off of each other and decided that, uh they're going to give this, give this a run. Wow. And so, yeah. And so what package is, you know, so we we sort of looked at the landscape of last mile delivery, right? And and if you're an e-commerce player today, you spend so much time and energy and effort on creating this incredible experience, right? For your customers, for your consumers. Of course. And, you know, but what you, what you can't control is that last mile delivery. So you do all this work, right? You've got this incredible sales funnel. You're taking them through your website. You've worked on your pricing, your promotion, you know, the four or five Ps. You've got everything nailed down. And then you go to fulfill it and you sort of lose that brand equity. You don't know what's going to happen to that package. You don't know if that customer is going to be home. Sure. Absolutely. And so from a consumer's perspective, and, and don't get us wrong, right? Home delivery is by far the most convenient. We don't think we're going to completely change the game here, right? Everyone's still going to want their orders delivered to their home. But for those instances where it's not the most convenient, maybe you're going to be out of town. Maybe you've had a package not make it to your doorstep. Maybe it's signature required. Uh, from a consumer's perspective, when you when you have those situations come up, you don't have a lot of options, right? So That's when you're right. checking out at cart, and you know it because we've all been, you know, we're all shopping online, uh, probably more than we should. But <laughs> when you're at, when, and when you're when you're at that when you're checking out, you you don't even know who the carrier is going to be. Right? Is it going to be USPS? Is it going to be That's FedEx, right. UPS, DHL, Pigeon Carrier, etc.? 
And oftentimes <laughs> you don't know until after the fact, right? That's so right. After the order has been fulfilled, you get the, hey, it's been shipped notification. And if it's Amazon or someone, you know, who's got a really sophisticated system and you need to intercept or do something with that delivery, I mean, you might only have hours to do it. Right. Of course. So, so we, you know, our theory is that's not a very customer empathetic or friendly approach to it. Yeah. I mean, you think about missed deliveries, package theft, you know, trying to change direction or if you're going to be out of town or whatnot. I mean, that's the kind of the problem you guys are solving. That's right. And if, and if you live in a big, you know, so a lot of the housing and resident, you know, large residential apartment condominium complexes in America, they're, they're you know, if, if, if they're built, you know, 20, 30 years ago, prior to this e-commerce boom, they might not even have the infrastructure to right. handle all these all the packages. No be, question. Yeah. So it's a really complex arrangement. So even if you don't have any life event taking place, there just might be circumstances with where you live or stay that, you know, don't make package delivery to your home a really pleasant experience. Sure. Wow. So, and you guys have launched in the Chicago area. In fact, you guys were named what top 50 startups to watch in the, in the last year. Um, pretty amazing. So got the idea and, and you know, what, how did the idea progress from, Hey, we should look into this too. We need to start hiring people, build out our platform, et cetera. Yeah. So, so, you know, so I'll be from his vantage point, you know, from his role at, at Walgreens, he kind of saw the writing on the wall that right, the cost of residential deliveries were you know, going through the roof. Um, you know, the more you ship, the more you pay. There's really no economies of scale. So there's an opportunity for, for shippers, right? There's a cost motivation. Um, ship to store, pick up in store or alternative delivery locations were one of the fastest growing uh, alternative delivery options in America. And it's a really mature and developed uh, market in business in the UK. So sort of looking at what is being done in the UK and really what hadn't been done or isn't being done in the US, unless of course you're a, you know, if if you're a large you know, retailer with an incredible, you know, national footprint and you have a lot of capital to deploy, you know, into creating an omni-channel experience, you can kind of do this on your own. Sure. But for the majority of both online and, you know, physical retailers, there is no alternative delivery option. Right. You're either... (laughs) So true. You know, you either have to kind of take what the carriers can offer you today. And, you know, I think the trend is the most... Most online merchants, they're not sticking with just one carrier. They want to kind of price it out and they're going to be a multi-carrier option. So you can't necessarily offer just a UPS access point or just a FedEx hold location at checkout because then you're kind of handcuffing yourself into only using that carrier. And they do a great job. They are not knocking UPS or FedEx. I mean, they're, they're incredible companies, uh, but it's just, it's just not, uh, it's, it's just, doesn't, it's not a reasonable solution. So so what we said was, if you're not one of these you know, top ten retailers, what do you do? How how can we help? How can we help create alternative delivery options? And and the thought process was, why don't we leverage existing retail store footprints? So let's go to you know, the mom pause of Main Street, who might have felt the impact of this migration to e-commerce the most, right? So these are folks that live and serve in the community. They're paying rent. They've, you know, these are fixed costs. They've got rent and staff, and presumably they have some space for package handling. So let's approach them, see if they're willing to participate in an e-commerce transaction 
Uh, that's going to bring some door swings. Yep. Traffic and in return, they'll, they'll get a little bit of a rev share, and hopefully they'll uh, be able to convert those customers or at least start the relationship and intercept a transaction that they might not have otherwise had the opportunity to do so. Got it. So basically, if uh, from the shopper's perspective, they're assigned some at some point in the checkout process, right? They would have to either pick or select a location where they would want the package shipped. Is that correct? And then Yeah, that's it. Justin, okay. that's exactly right. So they're Got it. they're at checkout, they're at the shipping field and they see a little button that says Ship package. to a local store. Got it. Yep, exactly. And then on the delivery side, so like I, I mentioned Chicago, so you guys have approached retailers that would be willing to store packages for you know maybe some additional revenue, but it gets people into the store, right? You know, store traffic, which is a huge deal for retailers. And it allows the safe transaction, prevents theft, et cetera, right? And that, that's the, really the, the model. Yeah, the mo- that's right. So then, so the shipper is incented by giving their customers that additional option. And no skin off their backs if they don't choose it. But if they do, not only are they satisfying, you know, what the customer wants, but they're going to save some money by eliminating those residential delivery surcharges. So that delta in shipping goes right into their right into their bank account. And then that customer, they, they're choosing, uh, for whatever reason, they're choosing this particular retailer over shipping it to their house, over shipping it to their office. So, you know, we think it's a really... We consider it a warm lead for that business. And if nothing else, you can almost bank on the fact that this person lives and is a part of the community that this store services. And so you could have a conversation. We, we suggest just simply asking, hey, what made you choose this location? Right. And go from there. Right. I love that. So along the way, um, you think about you know where you are now. I mean, you've got the site up, you've got locations, et cetera. What, as you're looking at growth, like what are some of the plans you guys see in the next four to eight months? And, and how are you approaching the market? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, and you know, Justin, building a, building a marketplace you know, where you got two sides, websites, retailers, and and we, we bucket the consumers onto the website you know, portion of it. So we look at it as a two-sided marketplace as opposed to, say, a three-sided, right? So the consumers are coming from the websites. And websites point and say, hey, where are your locations? The locations are kind of going, hey, where are your websites? And um, so what we did was we said, you know, some of the – we raised a seed round or an angel round uh, about this time last year. And some of the feedback from the investment community was, hey, I don't think you can go out there and sign up stores. So we wow. took that as, as our first as a challenge. We took that approach. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was, a, it was a legitimate challenge, right? And no one kind of knew. We didn't know. Um, sure. So we took that, ran with it. Uh, you know, that's, that's where I was brought in. Uh, my previous role was working with regional grocery chains and a variety of different sales and management roles. And so I said, I think I can go out there and put together the you know, the programs and the processes to go out there and solicit participation in our network. And sure enough, we're able to get, um, you know, we're based in Naperville, Illinois, which is a suburb about 25 miles west of Chicago. And we're able to get a concentration of stores quickly, which allowed us to then build some other technology. For instance, we built an iOS app. We built our store parcel management dashboard. And it gave us an opportunity to do some live operations tests. So even though we didn't have websites that we're offering the network, we were able to inject orders ourselves, our friends, our family, ensure that packages could be received. We were tracking them. They could be picked up. The experience was pleasant. It was easy for the retailers, right? That's a big deal, right? Every retail staff is completely inundated with tasks and throwing another one onto their plate can, can cause some chaos. But we think we've got it down pat where 
you know, it's super easy and simple and it's, it's intuitive. So anyone can pop open the dashboard and hand off the package. Got it. That's really interesting and, and exciting as well. So um, as you're thinking about, you know, some of the big challenges you guys have had to, to address in, you know, these initial stages of growth, what would be a couple of them you'd want to share with our audience who are, you know, facing their own challenges and launching an idea, building a business, launching a product or service? Yeah, that yeah. And so what I see from my vantage point, right, our biggest challenge was to say, hey, we've got this technology, right? We've got this conduit that can connect your site to these stores or to these locations, right? Call them how whatever you want to call them. Um, and clearly there's a demand, right? Consumers are adopting ship to store, they're adopting Amazon lockers, they're adopting UPS access points. So there's some there's some education being created by these large you know, companies, Amazon, UPS, et cetera. So, you know, let's take advantage of that and let's like, you know, take a leap of faith with, take a leap of faith with us and let's try something. Um, the feedback to date has really been that even with some really dense coverage in Chicago, it's just not enough for the, for the websites to prioritize touching their cart, right? That's the Holy grail of, you know, of the checkout experience. And so, um, so even though we've got what we felt was, you know, a, a, a good base or a good test ground, we have, we have yet to have, you know, uh, a, a, you know, a lot of websites volunteer their checkout to, to test this out. So um, what we had to do is go back to the drawing board and sort of prioritize the types of businesses or the types of e-commerce categories, which this is extremely beneficial to. Um, and what we've identified and what we've been pursuing and focusing on is over 21 adult signature required. So, for instance, the direct-to-consumer line business is growing like gangbusters, and it's a really expensive residential delivery, and it's littered with complications and complexities, right? So that person has to be home. That person has to be 21. A lot of these shipments are temperature sensitive. So you can't ship it and leave it on a truck over the weekend. And so that creates a tremendous opportunity for us to effectively guarantee a first delivery success rate. And so we've been having a lot of traction in that space. And we're working on a number of site integrations with uh, you know with a handful of different wine marketplaces and wine resellers and even some wineries on the West Coast. I love it. Love it. It's it's so interesting to see companies like yours evolving and growing and and the types of challenges you face, you know, from a service perspective and, and integrator. One other question though I was thinking about is why haven't the big guys like gone into the space? What why aren't UPS and FedEx and and others like using some of their storage locations for something like that? You know what I mean? Like coming up with a model to to address this. Yeah, and so so Justin, they have to some extent. And so, so UPS, for instance, has a network. It's it's a little hard to kind of put your finger on how many locations, but right, like the UPS that, stores. You know, they got the UPS stores, which is you know maybe four to five thousand franchisees. They've got access points, which could be these liquor stores in different communities, or it could be the dry cleaners. You know, places that they auto redirect packages to if they can't make a successful first delivery. And then FedEx has created some partnerships, right? Walmart. Uh, was in the news last month as they're going to put some FedEx office locations inside Walmart. They've they've got a relationship with Walgreens to be hold or shipped to locations. And I think I think what they've done. Um, and again, this is not not trying to discredit or you know they're they're incredible companies, but they've built these networks that are exclusive to their 
products, right? So exclusive to products shipped through FedEx. Well, what happens is if you're a retailer, if you're an online retailer, you have to make a decision. Am I exclusively FedEx? If so, I can offer this network. If not, then what do I do? I can't offer the Walgreens locations and ship at UPS. Um, so, so that's one of our big advantages is that we're carrier agnostic. Yeah, these locations can accept package and, and the you know, UPS and FedEx, they benefit, right? They're making deliveries to these businesses on a daily basis. And so we're helping them create some package density, which is, you know, benefits their bottom line. So we think it's a win, 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 win for, for all players. That's very, very cool. Well, I'm so excited to see uh, where you guys go. And, and uh, you know, I, I always think about um, you know some of the coaching I've always received, which is like great product, uh, bad leadership team, or, or a product and B leadership team, you know, questionable. But a leadership team, B product, you know, you'd go after because you got a good team. But you guys seem to have a great leadership team and a great product and, and service. So I'm very excited to see where you guys head with this. Yeah, we're we're pumped up too. We're really proud of the the tech that we built. Uh, you know, from from nothing. 12 months ago to a platform uh, that's rocking and rolling, uh, you know, and that's, you know, tip of the cap cap to Chandra and his team. It's really amazing. You know, I don't have a tremendous tech background. So I like every day I'm blown away by what they've built. No, oh, this is awesome. Well, Hey, listen, uh, last but not least, where can our listeners find you engage with you guys, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. You can find us. Uh, we've got a website, www.packagepackyge.com. We are on Twitter at Package. You can check us out on LinkedIn. Between Avi and myself, we're always publishing some type of content out there. He's written a lot of fascinating uh, blog posts as well. Um, and then we're on Facebook. And uh, and so, yeah, uh, you should be able to find us on one of those uh, three platforms. I love it. Well, I am so thankful that you came on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Justin, big thanks for having us. I know I'm here talking about package, but everyone back in the office is uh, is really appreciative of the opportunity as well. And, uh, so look forward to, to to yeah, seeing what comes of it. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thanks so much. It's been great having you. Thanks, Justin. The Contender Cast is powered by Play On Sports and King of Pops. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.